You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. One of my favorite and the worst is my entrance because, to be fair, I've got the the costumes are incredible. I get to wear some really good costumes to the point that most of the time I'm just walking around, shuffling around the stage, which is lovely. Um, but the the entrance, I come up it um, up from the bottom of the stage and I'm walking along people's backs, and I it's one of those times that you never I'm never going to have that in life no one's ever going to lay their body on the floor for me to walk over and though I really hate it it does make me feel like a queen at that time <laughs> and I get to be really rude to Ramesses who in real life I love but it's great it's great fun Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried a free trial yet, go to the website builtforthestage.com or click the link in the description of this episode. And we'll be on our way with seven days working with your own Broadway fitness coach via an app. If you like the podcast, rate, subscribe, leave a comment. That'd be greatly appreciated. And once again, special thanks to our producing team, the Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm, and you'll find a slew, a vast, an amazingly broad, uh, bountiful amount of episodes there. I can't stress it enough. Like If you want to find something Broadway or musical theater and, a, and it be a podcast, just head on over to bpn.fm. All right. Exciting episode. As always, we're super hype about this one. Joining us uh, from the UK right now, uh, some of the, her credits were uh, in Beautiful, the Carol King musical, uh, Carolina Change, coming up in The Prince of Egypt. Please welcome to the show, Tanisha L. Spring. Hi, Tanisha. Hi, Jay. <laughs> so, so nice to uh, be virtually chatting with you uh, here in the States. Um, let's just get to know you a little bit. Um, let's go with, uh, do you drink coffee? I do. I'm trying not to, cause I actually don't like the taste of coffee. <laughs> That's so funny you say that be- <laughs> because usually, usually it's, I'm trying not to drink as much. And now you're saying I'm trying to, That's funny. Well, no, I'm no, I'm trying not to because oh, you're I not to. Yeah, you're trying to because I don't actually like the taste of coffee. I only like, <laughs> and, and I'm I'm going to sound like a child when I say this, but I really like. I only really like it when it has syrups in it. I just like the effects it has. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So I'm trying to trying to not drink so much coffee and maybe just sleep more. Got you. Besides uh, being a performer and doing things like singing, dancing, or acting, what does Tanisha like to do? What do I like to do? Um, I like to eat. <laughs> yeah yeah um what's, I like what's, to, a, what's a favorite what's a favorite what's a favorite at the moment i have an obsession with um this japanese um it's well i'm not sure if it's actual japanese but it's they sell ramen it's called bone daddy's so probably not that japanese but it's a restaurant over here and at the moment it's hitting the spot right now because it's really gray and rainy over here as per usual um yeah but it's 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 just up the road so it's great okay um, other okay. than that i like to sew a bit like occasionally we'll sew an outfit if I can't find one. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe are you, maybe you'll uh, we'll get to the producing side of things uh, as far as theater goes, but maybe you'll start make making your own line someday. What do you think about I, it that? It has been a thought. 
and then producing took the first seat. So it might be the second or third. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you do this, what would your company be called? I've, I've got a name. It's called Brick, cause, just because it's simple oh. and standard. Yeah. Simple statement, but flexible that you can dress up or down. Okay. I'm, <laughs> it's I'm, been a I'm thought, about Peter. it. <laughs> I'm about it. I'm here for this. I'm here for this. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, let's jump into, so everyone listening, Tanisha's a model, actress, producing now. Tell us a little bit about this streaming production of A Killer Party. Um, some of you listening should be familiar with it from the States. It was uh, mm-hmm. over here. And now uh, Tanisha has her hand in the production that closes on May 30th. Um, tell us about that experience of first time producing. I mean, it was it was amazing to be fair and something I didn't expect to do so soon. Um, when Obviously, when the theatre closed down over here, it did at the same time as, you, as yours did. And um, yours did. And Jason Howland, um, I worked with on Beautiful um, when it transferred over here. Um, and we've been very good friends um, over the years. And we were going for a mandatory walk, as you do in Corona, on the phone while he was in New York and I was in, over here in London. And um, he was saying how he wanted to create jobs for um, people because obviously the theatres were closed and wanted to get creative and make something fun. And he had this idea of doing a a musical murder mystery. And I just said, one day I want to produce something that you do because that sounds amazing. And one day I want to produce something. And he was like, well, why don't you just do this? And I was like, okay, thinking he was kind of just being a good friend. But actually, he gave me the rights to do it over here. And I teamed up with two amazing producers. And yeah, we launched into this remote filming of this musical and remote recording. And some of the people that we've cast and I've worked with on this project, I've never physically met, which is the strangest thing. But it a lot of logistics and hard work with this great team that we produced. And yeah, we've done it which is fun. <laughs> what uh what did you learn what did you learn going into the project that you had no idea about? A couple of things maybe. In terms of producing. Yeah, that that you came into the the production to produce and having no idea you were about to jump into the, this particular uh thing. So one thing I knew but it kind of reinforced it is that I need to um, look at my phone probably more often and my emails. <laughs> that was one of them because I'm quite lax with that, as my friends will know. Um, that's yeah. sorry to interrupt you, but that's amazing. Like, good for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's usually the opposite problem, but good for you. But I, it really I, wasn't I, helpful. <laughs> now that you're, you know, almost done with the production, I support you in that. Like, keep that Thank up. You. Thank you. Um, what else? Um, just in terms of logistics and, um, I mean, Katie Lipson is, she's a producer over here and she's incredible. I think she's done the bits, um, bits in the States as well, but she um, she's so much about action and fast action and the way she worked, I learned a great deal from her. Um, and just generally the logistics of the whole piece because it's it was my first time being on the other side of it. I have a, quite a business mind in terms of, um, of being a creative, but this was on a whole other level. Um, but yeah, it was a great experience, and I can't wait to do more and outreach even further. And yeah, I think it'd be really exciting. I love that you just brought that up. I didn't know that maybe we'd go down this bunny trail, but how 
how do you approach your your career um, with that more business mindset? You know, I think that it, this is something that a lot of performers uh, should go to school on because I, I say that not literally go to a physical school. I'm I'm just saying to learn about because you are your your own business. You are your own brand. So you know. Do what could you shed some light on to our listeners about how you just approach your career as your business as you should as you should. I, <laughs> I think because I came into especially theatre, I came into theatre really late. I had no intention of being a performer full time, and um, I enjoyed singing like with my sisters and things like that. But um, I um, was an accountant first, and then realised actually it wasn't for me because I kept falling asleep in front of my computer, and it probably wasn't really helpful. So before I got fired, I left and started going, going down this hole of um, learning to dance, um, which I did very late, and doing the things that I really enjoyed but was too frightened to do in front of people because I watched my um, family for years work really hard for very little and for things that they didn't really want to do but for us. And I've always had in my head that I wanted to do something that I really enjoyed. And this job can be the easiest job in the world and the hardest job in the world when it's something that's that's testing you, that it doesn't either morally sit with you or it's just made hard because you're in a, in a difficult team or and I never want somebody to take away my enjoyment of that. So it has to kind of be uh, a business and for not just for the love because I don't want anything for me to do it for the love and then not eat for a million years mm. and then I lose the love for what I actually want to do. Um, I don't want to mm. do that. I don't want to allow, give that power to somebody else. I want to keep that and keep enjoying everything that I do and keep challenging myself as mm. well. I've been so lucky um, with the people that have given me chances because I literally say it's a chance because I, I was, I'm going on a wing and a prayer in these auditions, <laughs> um, but I do work really hard and um, I've been very lucky to do some great things and, I keep on wanting to better myself and every job I work on and every actor I learn from um, have been a great part of my experience. And I guess it's part of honouring that and keeping and making, still making what I love put food on my table, <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah, I think that's important for the longevity of someone's career because uh, in a couple of different ways, but if you approach it that way, most likely your mental peace will remain and be a lot more prevalent. And, and if you're at peace of mind, you're going to be more uh, prone to giving your best and being at your best. Yeah. Where if you're w walking around, you know, jaded or feeling like you're, <laughs> it I don't know, being harder. taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and not only does it affect your psyche, but it affects your, your performance and how you, you know, uh, do in a room as far as auditions or on the stage. So you said true. you go so in. I'm oh, sorry, you, carry on. No, go ahead. Yeah. And so many performers, especially uh, I've been lucky enough to work with some great ones and they literally sell their souls on that stage and they leave everything behind. And to do that and not feel good at the end of the day for doing that, that's got to have like a mental toll. Um, yeah. I think learning to say no is really beneficial in this business. And it doesn't mean, mm. it doesn't mean um, that you have to be a diva about it. It's just knowing, knowing why you came into this business, I think makes it easier. Yeah. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You said every time you go into an audition, it's a chance or anytime someone casts you, they give you the chance and that you go into the room. uh, I think you said a wing and a prayer. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. So how, I mean, that kind of sounds like to me that you're, uh, I have to assume you're confident when you're walking into the room, but you have this, uh, what? what's your mental side or your mental approach when you walk into an audition room? Um, I like to talk about this kind of stuff on the podcast just because uh, theater, fitness, life, whatever, it's one big mental game. It starts in the mind. So I love to hear your, your approach when you're walking into a room. I mean, I can't even um, say I'm that confident, but um, I mentioned fitness. I am, I think the body's incredible and I've always been interested in how far we can push ourselves because there's always that day where actually we couldn't, we couldn't, for example, lift a weight or do a certain exercise. And then you try it two days later or something and you're closer and you surprise yourself. And I think, and I think that's the opportunity that you have with every job. And in this business is that you can surprise yourself. Um, like, I don't think mm. there's certain things that people have asked me in auditions to, um, in something that can you do this? And I don't know if I can do this, but I can try and I've surprised myself because I've gone and tried. And I think, I, to be fair, I've done that with this in theatre. I've done that with this production because I didn't know how to produce. But um, I knew I knew what I wanted to do. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think it's um, it is a lot about your men- your mentality and and kind of your commitment and just committing to that one moment in time. Usually in that, those auditions, I try to just mm. focus on that one moment in time. I'm usually walking in, I'm like quite nervous and like, hi. And then as soon as that one moment in time where I have to perform, then I can switch something and commit to that rather than just me walking into a room. But um, I usually just try to lead with just honesty and not try to force anything. I try. It doesn't always happen. I try. (laughs) Yeah. But you only have to get it right once, you know? Yeah, exactly. You you got to keep it. Uh, yes, but as far as booking booking the a role or booking a job, you got to show up to hundreds or thousands or whatever. But you only got to get it right once to book that role. So I love that yeah. about being being in the moment. Um, okay, so you you started, you stopped. You're about to start again with Prince of Egypt. Tell us a little bit about um, that experience once again. I love to use this uh, podcast to relate it to fitness, to life. That had to have been tough. It had to have been tough to have started and then had to stop and just walk us through that a little bit. And uh, it won't be too much of a downer because we know that July 1st, you'll be coming <laughs> back and you're and you're starting audition or uh, sorry, rehearsal soon in June. So that's exciting. So uh, relive that a little bit for us about what happened, because um, here at the States, we're not as familiar. I mean, it was uh, generally the experience of it was great. We had just finished rehearsals. We were getting into cover rehearsals. We actually had a really exciting week the week before because 
I, we, we don't know if it was corona, but so many people were getting ill that we had all the covers on early. So um, we were in the momentum of just still, there was a lot of excitement and a lot of buzz around the show. And considering how big the team are, everyone, everyone really got on really well, which is amazing. Um, and then I think we came in for... Uh, the, the show on the Monday and we just finished warm up and all of a sudden there was everybody on stage like backstage everyone they were like oh okay so see you never and cut to a year later um but we had like several times where we were supposed to come back in September then January then March and and because I uh correct me if I'm wrong in on Broadway they just said um sp- spring or summer next year and when it first started am I Right. Uh, oh, yeah. When it when it first started, they they <laughs> they thought it would be like a couple of weeks, and then they said, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, spring." Oh, and yeah. then they're like, "Oh no, it's going to be actually fall of 20. I think they did like two or three quote unquote like fake return dates, and then here we are now, uh, about to come back in the fall of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, I mean, so w- it sounds better than the journey we had. I think they thought it was going to be two weeks often. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think there's well, a delay as well. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there's a little little bit of delay, everyone that's uh, listening. But I, once again, when I do these episodes, I'm just always – because I'm not technologically savvy. I'm always amazed like, oh, this is so cool. Like I'm in America <laughs> talking to someone in the UK uh, over a video conference. But uh, – Going back to the uh, like every two weeks thing, y'all were doing a lot better job than us. That's why for us, we probably weren't saying like, oh, maybe every two weeks because it seemed very hopeless. But y'all were close a couple of times and even did come back uh, temporarily. Yeah, it did happen. I don't know if that was better, though. I think it just got people like continuously on edge. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and rather than just going, okay, I've got this time. That's one thing I was kind of like grateful for, and I made sure I stayed grateful for is that we we always say, especially when we're on the hustle of this business, that oh, I've just got no time. I've got no time to do whatever you want to do. And all of a sudden, we were just given all this time. So for the first few months, I was going hard. Like I started running. I don't run, but I started running. Like <laughs> I was like, oh, this t- I had had this time to do the, these try these things I hadn't tried or or look into yeah. things that I wanted to experiment with and yeah that's one thing I tried to like hang on to but I think the stop the stop start thing kind of really affected everyone slightly differently sure now that you're prepping to go back to rehearsals uh how have you been have you been prepping are you get, getting back to the running or what do you what have you been doing to uh to get well, ready I'll- our gym's opened like four weeks ago. So I've been going to the gym, which is, it's good. I love a spin bike. Love a spin. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, trying to, I did aerial yoga today. So that was fun. Um, there you go. But um, yeah, mostly uh, because we've literally been kind of locked down until recently. Um, I've seen quite a few of the Prince of Egypt team. Um, we were actually having regular meetings with our producers who have been amazing during this time. Um when uh, George Floyd died and the Black Lives Matter protests came out, a lot of things about the um, lack of diversity in theatre over here came up. And our producer straight off the bat just set up a regular meeting at the beginning of, uh, beginning of it, um, a weekly meeting to try and change this backstage and change this within the company, um, which, uh, which was great for us um, and just great to be on the side of this, these producers 
during this this um, period of time. Um, so yeah, we ha- so we had a meet another meet of those meetings today. Um, I saw a couple of them yesterday who are starting what? new businesses in um, during COVID. So just getting in touch with seeing people before we have to get in rehearsals. I think. <laughs> What were what were a couple of the actionable steps that the producing team, you know, brought up to to help in this uh, fight and stand for diversity? Well, they've um, for one, um, uh, Neil Laidlaw has been invaluable to helping me produce this project and um, giving me advice and mentoring me, which is incredible because we do not have many um, producers or female producers of color within um, the UK on commercial theatre. Um, so he's been amazing. Um, they started apprenticeships. Um, well, when we go back, they put into place apprenticeships to get people from diverse backgrounds and low economic backgrounds to introduce them to the world that is behind stage. Because um, like myself, I've lived in London most of my life. And and I've up until I was 16, I think I'd seen one show. Before I'd started in theatre, I'd seen a handful. Um so yeah, they're to try and bridge that gap. They're like trying to get and they're paid apprenticeships where so you, obviously if you're it's unpaid, people aren't going to be able to afford to even be there. But um, they've done that. Um, like unconscious bias tests are going to be um, a part of the team and handbooks to just to the ethos of the company and what is acceptable and what is not. Um, and they're hoping to roll um, different, try out different things and roll them out to other shows and other producing teams um, on the West End to try and make this yeah. a, a common thread and this and really hopefully improve it. Yeah, thanks for sharing because over here we're having the same discussions. But um, mm-hmm. as a as a fitness coach, as a coach. Uh, you know, I'm always big on like talking is one thing and doing is another. So yeah. um, I was I I was curious as to what the specifics were and the actions being taken. And that's awesome to hear that, like, they're actually putting feet on the ground and, and doing stuff right now. So that's awesome. What uh, maybe the delay is happening. Are you there? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, for everyone, for everyone uh, that's listening that might not be as familiar with Prince of Egypt, uh, I had mentioned beforehand that one of our uh, Bill for the Stage clients, Jacob Dickey, was uh, Moses in the production at Tuacon in Utah in 2018. Um, so this this production has been kind of like in the works and evolving for a while. Um, can you give us just a little backstory about it and then your role, uh, Nefertari as well, um, for anyone that's listening that maybe not be, might not be familiar with the show. So, um, Prince of Egypt is exactly, it's based on the film, the film, the animated series by DreamWorks, um, the same writers, um, which is incredibly, and, um, it's about the relationship well, our show takes a stance on the relationship between Ramesses and Moses and their brotherly love, as well as uh, Moses' introduction into the Midian world and Sephora and him being able to free the slaves that they, his family, his adopted family had put in place. He was originally put in a basket um, and sent to be saved uh, when the Pharaoh at the time wanted to kill all the newborn boys. Um, and he was saved by uh, the Pharaoh's wife, who then raised them up as, raised him as her son along with Ramesses, her her biological son. Um, 
and Nefertari is Ramesses' his wife. Um, they don't particularly want to get married. It's a it's a royalty marriage to to um, to create more ownership over certain pieces of land, and she's doing it for her family and to put her family back on top. And he's doing it out of necessity. Um, and I think that's that comes together a bit more when the whole uh, when the plagues coming together and the the relationship between Moses and Ramesses break down. Um, they find a closeness and. I don't know if I can tell like the whole story. I mean, I'm sure many people have no, seen the film or know no, the story, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, um, I just go ahead. But no, I thought I've thoroughly enjoyed playing um, Nefertari. Um, she's she's bougie in my way, but she's very bougie. She knows what she wants. She's very direct, um, but she does have a heart. What's, she's just very focused. What's one of your favorite parts of the show to to play? Uh, as the character one of my favorite and the worst is my entrance because to be fair i've got the the costumes are incredible i get to wear some really good um, costumes to the point that most of the time i'm just walking around shuffling around the stage which is lovely um but the the entrance i come up it um up from the bottom of the stage and i'm walking along people's backs and i it's one of those times that you never, I'm never going to have that in life. No one's ever going to lay their body on the floor for me to walk over. And though I really hate it, it does make me feel like a queen at that time. <laughs> and I get to be That's really rude to Ramesses, who in real life I love, but it's great. It's great fun. Do do uh, the cast members that you're stepping on, do they give you a hard time or joke around with you at all? No, you- they don't. I think because I felt so bad when I originally had to do it, they've been really nice to me. <laughs> I mean, now we go back, it might all change. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I have had, uh, it's been a pleasure getting to, to know you a bit and having you on the episode. And I'm super inspired. I'm sure everyone else listening is too, that, you know, I think that was cool. Like what your friend did for you that was like, Hey, produce it, go ahead, like make it happen. And you were kind of put on the spot of like, okay. And sometimes it's just (laughs) about jump. It's just about jumping, you know? And I think that a lot of us during these tough times of 2020 and 2021 has just been about taking an uncertain step and just Mm -hmm. figuring it out as we go. And uh, I think that's, that's super inspiring. Um, So congrats to you. Um, not only have you done all that, but you've also been in an old spice commercial. So like (laughs) kudos to you. I had to sneak that in there. We talked about it a little bit beforehand, but, um, maybe I'll put the YouTube link up in the description of the episode. (laughs) You can, uh, you can look at Tanisha wearing a Buffalo bills NFL Jersey in an old spice commercial filmed in Barcelona. So who would have thought? Two English actors in Barcelona filming an old spice commercial the u.s random the the things you just don't know when you're watching cable television (laughs) all right tanisha thanks so much for being on the episode with us thank you that's fun all right everyone that was tanisha l spring if you want to uh learn more about tanisha just uh check out the description of this episode we'll have her instagram handled in there maybe that YouTube link I just uh, talked about and uh, all thanks to Nisha to be able to get to know her a little bit better. Um, Again, if you want to try that free trial built for the stage, go to builtforthestage.com or click the link in the description of the episode. All right. This is Joe Roscoe signing off later.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 